Well, well, well. Hey, everybody. Nice to see you. Figuratively speaking, it's uh, Still Sober with John Rabin. If you're a sober person, hope you're staying sober. If you're not a sober person, hope you're staying sane. Uh, man, especially during the holidays, right? Like I mentioned, uh, I think I mentioned it last week, so I may be repeating myself, but uh, um, try to surround yourself with loved ones when you can. Avoid isolation. Uh, as in, that's uh, if you're, especially if you're newly, if you're in your first year of sobriety, especially, and you're trying to figure things out, um, keep yourself surrounded by loved ones. Don't, uh, holidays uh, in isolation are never, never fun. Um, although I wasn't alone, but I did spend in 2012 from my birthday all the way through. So that's through my birthday, October 22nd, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, Valentine's Day. That entire block of uh, a six-month period. So from October to March, I spent incarcerated. A month was in county jail. Five months was in county jail light. Uh, the treatment program, the SMART program that uh, Travis County here, uh, that's the county that uh, includes Austin, Texas. Um, and that, uh, I spent that all basically being locked up. But I was around other people who were also locked up. And I got to tell you, at the time, because I was working on me, and you didn't have to worry about, you didn't have to buy anybody presents. You didn't have to worry about any kind of weird pressures, especially at that point in your life when you're uh, just trying to rebuild and you're dealing with a lot of shit, you know, and, and you're trying to avoid uh, disappointing your family. Uh, it was actually quite nice. It was nice to take the holidays off for once. Um, and then people, you know, who felt, you know, felt bad for you, but also encouraged that you were getting the quote unquote help you needed. Um, said, you know, they sent me books. So I, I spent like six months and I read what 30, I think I ended up reading 33 books. Um, we had cable TV. Um, that was always playing that I ultimately learned how to ignore. Um, I've since then lost it. So now I just don't, uh, my awareness is so peak that I can't just have TV in the background. Um, which is why I'm, I'm glad my, my wife listens to her murder, uh, and gossip and reality show stuff. She uses, uh, earbuds. So I, it's not ever blaring, um, which is good. Um, but, uh, it, it cured me of TV, um, and any desire to see garbage. So, um, I'm totally getting off topic. What was it? Oh, that, um, that in that case, it was actually okay. Um, because you're not really, because you're away from society, so it wasn't that bad. 
um, for me. Other people hated it. So maybe, regardless, short story long, isolation is bad during the holidays. It's, um, it's especially if you're trying to kick whatever drug or um, booze that you're trying to shake. Um, it's always kind of a, um, you're playing with fire. So just keep yourself occupied and, um, and spend time with, uh, with loved ones. That's, uh, that's what the holidays are all about. They say. So I am still holding fast with, uh, the whole not being annoyed by Christmas music. Doing all right. Probably helps that I don't uh, listen to Christmas music at work. Um, those who know me uh, should not be surprised that uh, I'm basically just inundated with uh, NFL talk or watching football games. So I'm not, but, uh, but you know, we're watching different you know, we watch different little Christmas specials and different stuff. And, um, but I'm not, when I go shopping, go to the grocery store, uh, Christmas music is not bothering me. Um, however, there is one song that I have a problem with, and it is not Mariah Carey's song that they overplay. No problem with that. That's how I know I'm doing all right, is I'm okay with uh, all I want for Christmas is you. This is the first year that I've been completely fine with it. I've like slowly built the tolerance to um, Christmas music to where I'm enjoying some of it and uh, and not being annoyed by some of the, even the mo most overplayed stuff. However, there is one song that I do not like. And that is the song. They don't play it very often because it's a little, it's a little heavy religious. But it's uh, it's a song called "Mary, Did You Know?" And I know you've heard it, but it's the thing that I hate about that song. Besides that, it's not pleasant to listen to. It's just kind of annoying. You just kind of sit through it and hope that it's you know goes goes quick. Cause, but it's not, it's a long kind of, it's kind of a fucking long song. It, um, but the thing I hate the most about it is it's by its very nature. And I looked it up. It's written by a couple of dudes because of course it is. It's fucking condescending. It's a condescending song. If you think about it, some of the lyrics, I'll just, I'll skip around here, but, uh, it's, it's, Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? This child that you delivered will soon deliver you. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would give, will give sight to a blind man? Mary, did you know that your baby boy will calm the storm with his hand? And that, uh, did you know when you kiss your little baby, you kiss the face of God? Mary, did you know? Mary, did you know? It's great when you can read lyrics without the music. And it really just kind of... Here's what's condescending about it. 
Imagine actually saying this to Mary. And Mary being polite will let you rattle on and say all this shit. And then we'll, then she'll pause and go, yeah, no shit. I just delivered a baby that I had without having sex. Fucking virgin birth. I just carried a baby for nine months after an angel talked to me. Like, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, he's the son of God. Yeah, yeah, I was told that. Yeah, I'm I'm aware of how crazy this shit is. I'm I'm really aware of it. I was pregnant. I had a fucking baby. I went through all of this. Yeah, I'm aware. Why don't you tell me more about how special my son is? Random songwriter. Yeah, why don't you tell me some other things? Mary, did you know that that's a baby you have in your hands? Yeah. Ooh. Like, it's just, it's it's annoying. It's so... Uh, why don't you mansplain me about a baby? You fucking douchebag. So, fuck that song. That's what I'm saying. Other than that, I'm fine with all the other Christmas music. All the other songs, whatever. Even the ones that don't make any 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 sense. The uh, uh, what is it? Good King Wenceslas. I don't know what the fuck uh, Wenceslas is. I don't even know if that is a person. Is that a is that a? Let's see. What have we googled? Wenceslas. Wenceslas the first Duke of Bohemia. All right. Uh, the Prince of Bohemia from 921 until his death, probably in 935. Great. All right. Don't know what that has to do with Christmas. I'm sure I could read the Wikipedia article a little bit, but uh, whatever. I'm still fine with the song, even though I don't know who the hell he is. So I have a reading assignment um, from for work. It is a book called "Un What Is It Unreasonable Hospitality: uh, The Remarkable Power of Giving People More Than They Expect" by Will Gadara, and. Uh, Let's see. In dining rooms and conference rooms and in all corners of hospitality, Will, Will Gadara has made a career out of going above and beyond, giving people what they want, even when they don't know they, they don't know they want it. This book plus his story and more than a few of his trade secrets in your hands, said Questlove. Uh, you know, this. Uh, so it, I'm supposed to read this book where, and it's supposed to uh, inspire uh, I guess, you know, it's chapters, let's see, making magic in a world that could use more of it. Restaurant smart versus corporate smart, creating a culture of collaboration. Uh, relationships are simple. Simple is hard. All right. So 
this this will be fine. This will be interesting to to read. What I did though is I asked management in reading this book. I'm like, is this going to be like a uh, like practical information, or is this going to be a guy trying to motivate and inspire me? Because I don't like it when I can sense that they're trying to inspire. Instead of you being inspired by a story, it's like forced inspiration. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people that like this book, so it's probably it's probably good. So it's it's not uh, a complaint. I even started started reading this, but I'm going to read it over the the holidays. And and I have touched on this in the past because, of course, I have. I've been doing this fucking um, audio diary slash podcast for five years. So I will repeat myself. That's, that's a given, but there are moments in your life when you need inspiration. Um, It's typically when you're at low points that you need to grasp things that you find, you know, you'll, it's, it's, it's just what you do. You know, you, you're like, I need to get out of this rut. So you start, you, you start looking for self-help stuff. You start looking for anything, you know, uh, you know, stoicism or, you know, Zen or whatever. I've done it. I've done it in the past and I think it's good. Um, but I think what bugs me about a lot of self-help because the thing deal with self-help is you can go into a self-help section and find different books that say the exact opposite of each other. And they, they both could be right. You have to find out what works for you. Right. And all of that's good. What I don't like is the idea is when people try to inspire or people try to give you advice as a career. They want you to, they're like, you know, be successful. It's, it's, it's all like, you know, I was, I was a nobody, but now I'm a somebody. You could be a somebody too. You could, you know, let me tell you how to pull yourself up and, and get on your merry way and motivate and get out there and make something of yourself. Just like I made something of myself. What'd you do? I wrote this book and that's it. I am a success because enough of you got duped into buying this fucking book. Ha <laughs> ha. Gotcha. That's what I don't like. I don't like, uh, I see it a lot in recovery. People, I've uh, mocked them on this podcast before because I get emails from marketing teams promoting somebody who's sober, been sober for almost five years. And I go, ooh, five whole years. Which kind of goes against the whole thing where I, I talk about a mindset versus the, you know, a length of time. It's really all about a state of being. 
But when you've been sober three to five years in autumn, already you want to run a business helping other people get sober. But it's like, oh, I want to help people. You want to help people do what? Give them money that they kind of need to get on their feet, but you want them to pay you so that you can help them more easily get on their feet, you know, and be better is if they didn't spend the money on your fucking seminar and instead invested it in their future or saved it so that they could save up, move out of the halfway house or the sober house that they're in or save up so that they can afford to move from the shitty job they've got to another job that's less shitty or just slightly above it so that they can work their way back up to society instead of just dishing out money to anybody who can try to help them get a shortcut when there are no shortcuts. And that's really what it comes down to is it irritates me when people try to tell you that there's a shortcut for self-improvement or that there's an easier way. There is no easy way to pulling yourself out of the gutter. It's very difficult. It just takes time and you just, nothing good. You don't appreciate things that are given to you. Nothing good is easy. That's a, that's a sweeping statement. There's probably a lot of good things that are easy, but you see what I mean. It's like when you'll see p- people posting online all the time about mental health and about self-care. Oh, you know, self-care is so important. You need to take it easy on yourself. Staying home instead of going to work is practicing self-care. Is it though? You sure you're not making an excuse for giving up that day? You're like, no, it's okay to take a break. It's really not. You've got responsibilities. It's not okay to shirk responsibilities. It's not. You should take it easy on yourself in that you shouldn't beat yourself up because you failed or because you you quit for the day. Just understand that it's not okay to do that on a consistent basis because people rely on you. And if you dodge responsibility on a consistent basis, people are not going to trust you to do with with responsibility. They're not going to trust you with important things. You're, they're, they're not going to trust you to, they're not, you're not going to get promoted. You might barely keep your job, but they're not going to entrust you with, with anything important. You know what I mean? It's just, you can't give up and then justify it by saying this is good for your mental health. It's like, People talk about, you know, I, I kind of feel like a lot of therapy is bullshit because people think that because they have a therapist, because they go to therapy, 
that that's going to be enough. Well, I'm in therapy. Are you doing therapy? Are you working it? Are you really trying at it? Or are you like, well, I've got a therapist. That's enough. They're going to they're gonna get me through. They can't do shit for you. Just like a self-help book's not going to do anything for you. Owning a Bible won't do anything for you. Owning any, any kind of text or any kind of item. Hopefully, these things inspire you to help yourself. You know? Just know that it's going to be hard. And whatever you got to do, you know, incremental change over time to make yourself a better, to, to become better. Always growing, right? But in order to do that, you got to put in the work. There's no shortcuts. And the thing about it is, is that it's, it's just life. We all uh, fail at things. And we all like, <coughs> we're all lazy at times. We're all say fuck it about things. It's just who, you know, it's human nature. It's okay. There are people that you're like, wow, these people just go 100%. You know, these just know that people online through their Instagram, on YouTube, these people who are trying to motivate you and they're like, I get up at 5 a.m. I do this and then do this because you know what? I don't waste a single minute. Do you? Do you really? That sounds exhausting. You don't take a, take a beat? Just kind of sit down, appreciate the moment, kind of look around. Drink your coffee. Look at some cat memes, kind of laugh. Go walk the dog. Take a moment before you have to get in the car and drive through traffic to get to work. Like, really, you're going to you're going to go 100 percent. Why? So you can be the sharpest, most fit you can be. When you die so that you'll you'll be in peak condition when you when you, you know, something bad happens to you out of nowhere and you just wasted a bunch of your life trying to get to a certain level instead of enjoying the moment, instead of enjoying your life. Jesus Christ. Man, people who try to inspire you are exhausting. They're just like, oh, yeah. Well, get off that couch. How about you go fuck yourself? I'll get off the couch when I want to. I know what I'm doing. Jesus. Anyway, that being said, if you need inspiration, there's no shortage of places you can find it. Just know that there's a difference between things that, you know, don't chase after forced inspiration. Don't, don't chase after people that want your money. Anybody who promises that they can get you to do something, you know, some kind of follow my program is that all they want is your money. You control your own destiny. You control your own 
that you can find whatever that person who offers, you know, for just a, however much their monthly payment is or whatever, or, you know, buy my series of books. One book's not enough. Really, you couldn't fit the pertinent information in a 300 page book. You had to write six of them. Now I got to read 1800 pages to get to the end, to find out the whole program. You can't, you couldn't write it in a blog. You couldn't tweet it out. You don't have Instagram memes. I can just read. Where's the cliff notes to your bullshit? You know, come on. You can find anything that somebody can provide you. You can find from a book somewhere else written by somebody who was just being thoughtful, not trying to scam you out of your cash. That's what I think. Well, kind of went off the rails this episode, huh? Anyway, it was enjoyable. Still sober pod at gmail.com. Um, Still sober pod at gmail.com for any questions or comments that are positive to neutral. Appreciate it. Happy holidays. We'll see you next week. Telephone line